This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. So in this episode, I'm speaking to Vicky Gunn, who runs Millie's Beach Huts and Millie's Pet Services. And we're talking about working with influencers and in particular, one very, very big influencer who she had the good fortune of working with at the end of last year. So Vicky had Mrs. Hinge go and stay at one of her beach huts and she talks all about what the experience was like and how it helped her business. We also talk about how she um, uses content marketing and how she's blogged to raise the profile of her business and how that's led to her having lots of press coverage, being in titles like Forbes, The Daily Mail, Beautiful Homes and even on a BBC show. So you will learn so much from Vicky because she has so much experience when it comes to content marketing and working um, with influencers as well. She shares loads of really great advice and if you're thinking of working with influencers, she explains what to look out for, how to make sure you get the best from the relationship and all of those really important things that you'll need. So it's been brilliant having Vicky on the show. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you enjoy learning about Mrs Hinch as well. So now for the main part of the show. Okay, so I'm really excited to be chatting to Vicky Gunn on the podcast this week, um, and we're going to be talking all about the amazing way she's promoted her pet businesses. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Vicky. Lovely to speak to you again, Rachel. So first of all, I know we've spoken a lot over the last few years, but um, for anyone listening who isn't already aware of you and what you do, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you found yourself in the pet industry? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm an accountant by background, so nothing to do with pets at all. Um, spent most of my career working kind of consultancy, IT, um, and then the NHS. So um, yeah, far from um, dog hair and um, slobbers and everything else that goes with pets. So it was really probably about eight years ago now that just randomly... Um, I, I kind of found myself sat on the beach one day and there were some beach huts for sale. So I, I now run two businesses. I've got a beach hut hire and management company and I've mm-hmm. got a second business, which is Miller's Pet Services. That's dog groomers and boutique. We we tend not to call it boutique. It is a shop because um, we don't want to be seen as too high end, if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, we, we kind of provide food and treats and accessories and everything else. And we focus on specialising in UK suppliers as much as possible in that business. But, but yeah, it, it feels like it's been a long and very busy journey over the last seven eight years kind of coming from working full time and starting up a a beach hut hire company on the side to then kind of quitting my job after a couple of years and building a second business at the same time yeah it feels like a very very long time ago wow okay so you've got the beach hut business and you've Mm -hmm. got um you've got millie's you've got your grooming and your and your shop as well haven't you so how do you kind of juggle it all then um, with difficulty at times, <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, the the good part of it is, so with the beach huts, because I started that whilst I was working full time, um, the key to it was really trying to automate as much as possible. So as an accountant, I'm quite process orientated and having done consultancy about business process re-engineering and things, it's very much in my head anyway that I want to make sure that things work as quickly as possible, efficiently as possible with as least touch points for me 
as as I can make it so that business it's it's peak season mainly as well so it's not all year round but it's automated to the hilt so (laughs) from booking to communication to you know everything else you know it can take over a thousand bookings in a year um all of that is automated so that by default I'm only really dealing with marketing PR content and that sort of side of things so it's not huge it's not a uh you know we're not talking thousands of beach huts we we at the maximum we've had 13 on our books and deliberately so whilst I've built a second business but it's automated as much as possible fantastic okay so you've just mentioned about the marketing the PR the content mm. um which I know you're so so hot on um so can you tell me about what it was like when you first got the beach up business and you decided you know you wanted to grow it what did you do to get your get yourself out there and and get you know get get started with mm. with being visible it's quite scary looking back at what I did then if that if it makes sense because I'm like oh my god I was so rubbish at it (laughs) I was like if I look back at my you know when we first launched the Facebook page and the logo that we had and oh god it isn't embarrassing looking back at some of the things you first used to produce but we did it so oh no I know but we've all got to start somewhere haven't we (laughs) we do but it's 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 amazing it just shows you the 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 impact and the difference you can make over time by just plugging away at well, so at the very start, it was literally a Facebook page. There was a very few beach hut hires in the area. That, um, so the first ones that I purchased were in Walton on the Nays in Essex. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived down there at the time. Um, so there was very few of them there at the time. So I actually created, when I first bought a hut, I literally created a Facebook page within a couple of days. Um, the hut hadn't been built. So I had five months of being online over a winter period and sharing and asking questions and really just getting advice on what people wanted to see in them and the decor and a lot of that was around oh look we found this small business that does these really cute little things they're going into that beach hut what do you think type thing so it was very very small it was tiny it was literally just a Facebook page I had a very basic um website started to get built just with really basic information no automation on anything at all but just really just trying to get a bit of engagement from it um and ironically (laughs) um if I think about it now our very first guest so um the huts were built over the winter I ended up buying a second one next door to the first so we had two going live um, and we managed to get one of them ready for the Easter holidays and randomly a mum blogger booked in and paid herself so she booked it paid for it it was a glorious sunny day um and she booked on the first day so my very first guest in a beach hut was a blogger a mum blogger who was very wow. small at that time but now very big oh my gosh that well that's handy isn't it so can you More tell us who it, who it was <laughs> yeah so um it's uh her youtube channel and her uh, like her page and everything else is called Dear Beautiful and um, most people will recognize her that she has four gorgeous children now and um, they're mm-hmm. constantly in like rainbow clothing as well but um so she had two children at the time she actually came on herself with her husband that day and yeah. I was a nervous wreck I was like oh my god it's the first person in a beach hut and it's all of her you don't care how big they are you know it was just so 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 kind of like oh my word and she was Facebook at the gra- at the time but also now she's very much Instagram and YouTube um, so I was just on nerves uh, the whole day, kind of going, oh, my God, first customer. And, you know, we booked out that first kind of Easter holiday week by doing a little offer. Um, and she'd booked the first day. So, yeah, yeah, just amazing to have had her. And she's been to a few of our huts now over the past few years. 
Brilliant. Okay. So you did Facebook, you did, um, and you did lots of research there. And then I know from yeah. speaking to you um, over like in my Facebook group and over the mm. years, um, when we've talked about blogging, you did a lot of blogging and content marketing, didn't you? So can you tell us Huge. a little bit about that and how that worked for you? Yeah. So it was a couple of years before I really got into that. So probably about a year um, of running past the season. Um, a, a friend of mine, um, Julie, who runs, runs Togs in Business, she runs a membership for photographers introduced me to the content marketing academy at the time it's no longer around but it was a group of people that were all about learning about content and marketing and everything else that went with that and I just started like I think I remember my first blog was like um five things to take to the beach hut or yeah. five things to take to the beach so really basic really simple um oh don't look at it because again I kind of go oh my god I didn't do SEO I didn't do the tags didn't do you know all those things but just started and yeah. really over um probably over two years I really just hammered the content there was a 90-day challenge where I produced 50-odd blogs within that period and they serve me well now they are still the blogs that get found in Google have the little box around them at the top and that press and influencers find and approach me on even now you know and I don't I don't blog often at all now and those are still the you know those evergreen blogs they still rank me now Wow. Okay. So I know, um, I know when I kind of speak to people about blogging, they, mm. the, the thought of the thought of doing 50 blogs in 90 days will absolutely fill them with terror. <laughs> but also it's one of those, isn't it? It's like, you just get, you throw yourself into it, you get into the habit and then, you know, you're reaping the rewards of that now years and years later, aren't you? Um, but yeah. I know, like you've just said then about your first blog and how you thought it was, if you look back now, it's, you know, oh, yeah, lots totally. of things you do with it. Like I'd have that with my pet blog and I kind of just, you know, I just thought I'm going to set up a blog. I'm going to just teach myself everything. And I, I kind mm-hmm. of did. did I've done a bit of digital marketing. I did a digital marketing course like probably about six years ago now, but that didn't really cover blogging. So I just went out and learned it all on my own. When I look back now, yeah, like the first few were were they do look rubbish but then I just think well you know what I made a start didn't I I did I made wrote that first one and kept at it because it does make such a difference doesn't it and it's so helpful aren't it yeah you know people who were reading them were still finding them helpful and you you have to practice something to get better at it you know if you don't produce that first blog and then get some feedback on it or get a little bit of help then then what else do you do do you just sit there and do nothing you know it's it's you you can't win you you generally no matter how bad it is you know and I've produced some fairly personal blogs over those few years as well you know I kind of shifted it between doing lots of content around the beach huts to producing some behind the scenes ones and some fairly personal aspects and and it's amazing the feedback you get you, you never know who's reading them and who's finding it helpful definitely do you know I um I have when I did when I used to have the pet blog and I still have it and I won't really want to revive it actually but um, mm. I've just not had the time this year it's been re- re- it's just yeah. been really trying <laughs> here hasn't it definitely um, but, oh my gosh right I when I had days I had Daisy for the first year that I did the blog and she died really quite quickly mm. but um one of the things I did write a lot about was, you know, life with a senior dog and she had arthritis mm. and then she got diagnosed with dementia. And I had an email this morning from someone who'd read the, the dementia blog because I did how to help your dog if they're diagnosed with dementia where I interviewed her vet. And this guy was messaging me and asking me about like what, you know, how things work with Daisy and what advice, you know, what, what I would suggest for him to help his dog eat the basically the medication. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote that three years ago. And yeah, the fact that it's helped someone, it's just, it's just, it's it's a good feeling isn't it when when you've done something like that and you know it's it's been helpful um 
and yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm all, you know, I, I love writing um, and I love it, just this, this amazing power that we have to get discovered by people for all kind, all of these things that we want to be discovered for. It's just great, isn't it? it it's just like I'm quite lucky on the Beach Hut side that the, you know, the, comp- the competition is huge now in that marketplace, but nobody is still, no one is doing content. Absolutely yeah. nobody. There's lots of people doing great things on Instagram and Facebook posts, and like you can see that their social media is good. None of them are doing any content. Yeah, this is this is what I find as well. Um, and I think if if you're going out there and answering, you know, what to take when you go mm-hmm. go to a dog friendly beach hut as a blog post, then then you're just way ahead of everybody else, aren't you? So yeah, you, um, we're obviously both preaching to the converted here, aren't we, on the blogging <laughs> front? But um, absolutely. But I also wanted to talk about, and I know we've talked about this loads in the Facebook group and via direct message and stuff over the years, but your blogging has led to some really amazing publicity, hasn't it? Mm. So can you tell us about that, Vicky? It's random. Like I I genuinely, sometimes when I get a phone call like the blue or I get an email that comes through, I'm like, how? Like, how did that happen? And then I'm going, oh yeah, because I wrote that blog. And when I ask, it's normally because, oh, well, we read, we started to read your blog and then we've been on your website. So over the years, um, where has, so Huts has appeared. Um, so we've been involved in a couple of competitions when we featured in those in the top 10 kind of beach huts um, in the UK. But yeah. putting that aside, um, content wise, we've had Essex Life magazine, um, Sunday Times, the Daily Mail. Um, I've done some articles around styling beach huts and asking for advice in that and in particular this past year House Beautiful um, approached us around some interior design articles and then the same kind of uh, the same reporter then did a feature around kind of buying beach huts this year and how popular they were and that ended up in a radio show as well down in Essex and then even after that it it just um after that we've been approached by the BBC um this past year so they were in and filming in October and the first episode of a series actually goes live um depending on when this goes out um the first series goes out on the Tuesday the 2nd of Feb I think the date is and we are about halfway through that season so we'll be about episode five so okay, yeah brilliant. so just random and um, Forbes as well how did I forget Forbes Forbes we ended <laughs> up with an article in Forbes um that was on the pet site um yeah. but also we ended up with with some stuff about our seasonal things so yeah just um yeah it always is random I kind of think it goes quiet and then the phone rings and I'm like oh my god and it's normally bigger what I've really noticed is it's always been like little bits and little pieces but actually my frustration with not yet being in a glossy mag is starting to go away <laughs> um <laughs> you know because the the people that are picking up the phone tend to be the bigger reporters who are googling yeah. and able to do a bit more research on my website now wow that's fantastic okay so that like that list that you've just given me there I've just written it down as, as we're chatting mm. it's just you know that's just such a brilliant brilliant list of really prestigious titles that you've been in um and what has the impact of that been on your business then um, for some of it with me, it's been able to just show, um, how, how do you call it, it's kind of evidence that we're an authority on the subject in a yeah. bit of a way. So it's been able to show our customers, um, customers that were being featured and actually for me, because 
people come and stay at our huts and there's an element of like keeping up with the Joneses to it (laughs) then they can all go oh I've been at those beach huts look (laughs) you know they've been featured in this and this and this and and a lot of those articles have been able to get me a little bit more exposure in terms of just a wider area as yeah. I said, like nobody is doing any content. So there's more and more beach hut hires opening up. So every time an article goes out, um, I don't, I never see an automatic increase in Facebook followers or Instagram. And mm-hmm. I don't see a massive boost on anything on my website. But it's another direct link back to my website that improves my SEO rating. And it gives me some evidence that I can use and share with people at the same time. So I think people sometimes get hung on to this. I'll get something published and everything will just suddenly go up and I'll suddenly yeah. start making loads of sales and I'll suddenly, and you really just need to think about it differently. It's not about going, oh my God, there's an article, I'm going to go and book that beach hut right now. Yeah. It's more about the, in the background, oh, I've seen them there. Oh wait, I've seen that there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that there. Oh, actually it's nearly summer. Maybe I should book a beach hut. Definitely. Um, and all the stuff that you've just said there about SEO as well. Like I say this to people who I work with um, like in the membership and who mm. work with one-to-one you know you if you go in the daily mail like or the telegraph or wherever you're not going to get like you're not going to have you know hundreds of thousands of people go to your website and buy things but um it's going to help with your seo Mm -hmm. and it's it's really good for your authority really good for helping you helping you stand out from other people who might do a similar thing to you and also um like you say just all of those appearances it's you know it's prestigious and I love what you've just said about the customers and how you know it's a real buzz for them that that, that they're going to your super cool beach hut so um it works in so many ways doesn't it but ultimately it's that it's that you know when you put beach huts into google it's you isn't it you're all you're yeah. all over it and that's that's what we want isn't it whatever field we're in whatever whatever area where we're trying to build authority um whether it's beach huts or or you know hardy collars and lead sets or getting publicity for your pet business you just want to have that you want to be all over google and be the name that keeps popping up don't you yeah and it can be like the tiniest part of your business that if you do some content on and that it gets through to some people then it just resonates and that you'll end up finding the results back on it so there's probably two things there so one it's like we so i on my pet side i opened up some slots when we were not grooming for self-service washing I've got a blog <laughs> on it they might have approaches I get from other people that are like you've got self-service can I ask your advice about it and blah 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 and I'm like well you can't ask my advice about setting up a business unless you pay for it um <laughs> but it's 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 clear that like just one blog on quite a specific subject that somebody has an interest in that nobody else is covering can get that exposure but in the same way so I had an a fairly big influencer book randomly into one of our huts a big celeb um in oh, September end of September yeah. and whole magazine then just basically re like reported her Instagram stories on a on a magazine um and you were kind enough at the time when I said it you were like just ask for the link back what's the harm in it and I was yeah like, I can't do that I can't do that and I did and they linked it yeah linked it back and I can see it on my DA list now that that's one of the highest ranking websites that is yeah. now linking back to mine and just that one email and from that you know pretty big coverage that had a lot of other benefits but that one kind of link back from whole magazine is worth it in gold for me oh my gosh definitely that's fantastic 
Okay, so you've just mentioned um, the the famous um, mm. your famous guest. So, can you tell us a little bit about who it was and what happened and how it all came about? Yeah. So, yeah. Again, as I said, there's just some things that happen in the weirdest times <laughs> um, that I was like, "How did that happen?" But so I um, follow Mrs. Hinch on through my Beach Hut Instagram account. So I, I've got three Instagram accounts. I've got uh, Millie's Beach Hut's Instagram account, Millie's Pets Instagram account, and then I have a personal one. And the reason I have a personal one is. The two businesses are quite different. They're in different parts of the country. And actually there's a lot of, like I'll share personal stuff on both occasionally, but when I'm in the middle of um, kind of, um, I'm doing a triathlon training at the minute, I kind of don't want to flood them all with that stuff at the same time. So I run free. So um, I just conveniently, I'm following her. She is Essex based. um, And I was following her from the Beach Hut account. um, It was the end of season. So, you know, remember it's quite sunny at the end of the year, you know, remember those days. (laughs) Um, I'd I'd randomly got, it was Sunday morning, gotten up stupidly early um, to go stand up paddleboarding with Millie um, for sunrise and gotten back nice and early. And I just got a message from her. And you know, when you kind of look at your phone and go, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, I, I, and it was just pure luck and I mean it like it was a Sunday at the end of September we'd obviously been pretty booked well most solidly booked out um for the days that we were able to open um last year and she was just like I can't remember what at first it was like hi like knowing our nice cheery kind of typey way um yeah. hi there I know this is a long shot blah 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 you know in like the nicest way as well um would you, would you happen to have a beach hut and I literally spotted it within a couple of minutes of it being sent and as I said that was just luck that bit it was yeah. just like what so I didn't have to feel embarrassed by following her back or anything like that because we already were and I and I just we had a hut free I don't know how but we had one free literally evolved so out of all the huts I had one that was booked and I thank I can't even be that thankful about this now it was actually one of our huts that doesn't get a lot of exposure it's in a yeah. different part of the development it's a quieter area so actually it was more suited for her as well um next door to another one that was um hired out on the same day but in a much much quieter part of the development so yeah so within like an hour we kind of gone back and forward I was like here's the hut that's free she was like this looks great it's perfect we just want to get away and if you follow her you'll know that she tends to switch off on a Sunday yeah that tends to be the day that she doesn't do any Instagram um and I honestly just can't believe it genuinely was just flabbergasted I tried to give it to her for free and I'm fairly open about that because we got a lot of messages saying oh how much did you pay for it all the rest of it Hmm. and I was like no but I will be honest I said to her I know you support a lot of small businesses I don't expect anything for this but in light of that and given it's actually free today anyway the end of the season feel free to just have it today you know it wasn't going to be booked and she was like absolutely not insisted on paying for it and was like of course I'll be posting about it oh brilliant she was just amazing oh that sounds like such a good experience as well and and yeah all the stars were aligned to make it absolutely brilliant for you weren't yeah, they absolutely she was just uh I, I was saying I know everybody um you know you kind of see it in her posts and everything she does there's just something about how she connects with her audience in a real natural way and she genuinely is that kind of messages you know we've had a couple of messages back and forward afterwards she didn't post into her stories till the next night um and just my whole experience of you know kind of 
speaking to her and communicating it's been amazing and she still watches our stories every now and again and reacts to them so you know it's not just a wham bam bye 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 there's definitely an element of you know she cares about and you see it she cares about what she chooses and chooses to promote for that reason Wow. Okay. So no, it's so exciting. I can imagine. I can imagine what you must have been oh, like that morning ridiculous. when you got the message. The whole day. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So tell me about what the kind of impact um, of having Mrs. Hinge in your beach lot and being on Hello Magazine website and everything. Oh. What 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 was that like? So I remember chatting to you um, yeah. in direct message about like the in, your Instagram following went through the roof <laughs> and stuff, didn't it? So tell me tell me about what yeah. happened afterwards. So it's um it's the only time um where like I have literally just sat and refreshed and refreshed and refreshed and went, oh my words. Um, but have also really started to understand the connection between somebody who's a true influencer with not just a set of numbers mm-hmm. that's got a community behind them that will has a power to buy off the back of their recommendations if that makes sense so there are lots of influencers out there with huge followings but if they post something that means nothing to their followers Mm -hmm. then they're not going to buy it at all and and you can see that you know like I follow a lot of people and they'll post about stuff and I've not bought any of it but Mrs Hinch's followers if she the things she posts about they they are just crazy about it they're just like oh my god yeah of course I've never heard about that why don't I have that (laughs) you know it's definitely (laughs) that mentality and the kindness with it and I'll explain that in a minute so on Sunday she was there um for the day she posted like one grid that night I I can't have beaches in the background but nothing too obvious saying she posts the next day I literally spent that evening and the next morning prepping so it it wasn't a hut that I owned it was owned by somebody else that I hired out for them making Mm -hmm. sure that I briefed them after she'd left and keeping obviously the privacy that day um briefing them, making sure they understood who she was, <laughs> the potential impact, getting in touch with my website um, host, sorting out like the headings on my Instagram, yeah. um, just really basic stuff and spent that day doing that. And I know we'd spoke kind of that night about, oh my God, I just need to check. You know what I mean? Everything's going <laughs> to work. My my host and provider told me everything be okay. The traffic will be all right. All the rest of it, it wasn't. So when she posted on the Monday night, it just went crazy. So the messages started to come through. Um, the my website crashed within 20, 30 minutes time. Um, my followers um, were quickly went over the 10,000 mark. Um, so it's great because I can now do links. Yeah. Um, wow. But what I say to everybody now, and like we've been talking about this because of the BBC2 programme in regard to the difference was, um, when the website went down the great thing was all the followers were on Instagram and they were all watching my stories yeah. so I was able to communicate with them so that was the one benefit of having something like such high profile on one platform that has yeah. great ability to communicate in real time and be seen that I was able to use my stories to start to go sorry our website's down here's some of the questions I'm being asked and the answers created a little highlight you know all this is whilst my website went down it just um was bonkers we got up the next day and the bookings just went through the roof to the end of the season so we started to book right out until the end of October midweek days that we would never have booked out before and other hires in the area all benefited they all were fully booked for the weekend so um it was amazing on the back of a really, really crappy season when we had to <laughs> shut so much. We had huts that weren't normally that popular out of season being booked, which was great. 
just absolutely great and it gave us a lot of exposure yeah wow okay and then you mentioned something about how about about Mrs Hinch and how kind she was as well so can you tell us a bit about that so I would say that how she comes across definitely and I know I know there's the trolls and everything else that goes with that and I got a little bit upset seeing something about it the following week which I'll come back to but because our website went down um we started to get messages about can you check dates and all the rest of it and blah 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 and obviously just could not deal with the number of it so we were trying to go right we need to get the website sorted and was going back and forward with our website person the whole time so by the next night I moved so I've got Sophie who works on the pet side literally when she came into work um the day we got the website up I literally had her just on Instagram for the full day and answering messages and everybody that we went back to and said I'm so so sorry our website's been down it is now open and we made a point of going back to every comment and every message no matter how long it took us we did do that was they were like oh don't worry about it it always happens we really love what you're doing and blah 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 you know and it was just amazing that whole kindness piece that she does and how she approaches things we saw that back from her followers without a doubt it was uh we were like oh my god I can't believe the website's down and you know all the rest of it and everybody was just amazing about it oh that's so good to hear um so just while we're still kind of talking about the um yeah you also mentioned about people being a bit nasty as well so did you experience any of that or was that more (laughs) so um more so Mrs Hinge so she had a little bit we had a couple and actually we've had a little bit of this around the BBC2 program as well so we definitely had some people within the first day doing that oh how much did you pay I can't believe you bothered doing that and blah 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 and it was just like you know what (laughs) just you go and blog 500 odd blogs and spend your time doing all of that you you know you've forgotten that we've been doing this for seven years plus you know Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for seven years plus um they they just forget that it's like I didn't just do this overnight you know in no uncertain way and actually we've lost a lot of money this year you know over a quarter of my income went within a couple of months at the start of it so it was there was a little bit of that that I was just like oh for god's sake and you know our customers got behind us I kind of referenced it on one social media post and it just stopped and then I saw she got a lot of hassle just about her posts. It was like she got hassle about what she was wearing that day, but she also got hassle about just really simple things. It was just horrible. We found this forum that talked about it. It was just like um, an all hidden behind, like no no um, photographs on their images or anything like yeah. that. It was all hidden and like fake names. And it was like, oh, did you see her dog that needs to lose weight? And look, her little boy's walking away. And I'm just oh. like, it's just hideous. Like I genuinely would just ask those people to go like stop <laughs> you know yeah. just there's no point to that there's there's people behind every business there's people behind every account it's not all rosy and lovely as it we sometimes make out by our posts especially when it comes to nice beach hut images just mm-hmm. kind of take a minute and remember that we might be having a little bit of success but you have no idea what we've put into trying to get that yeah no, I know how hard you work and I, I love what you just said about, you know, you don't just kind of rock up and have Mrs. Hinge book a beach hut with no. you. You've been grafting away for seven years and writing hundreds and hundreds of, of things to, yeah. to to stand out for what you do. Um, so, yeah, like you don't just kind of rock up and, and have this. And I think I think there is a lot of that. There is a, a, a lot of people kind of feel like that, don't they? If 
especially when you've got someone so high profile and you have this, you know, and fair play, I know how hard you work, Vicky, we've known you yeah. for years, um, and you have this something that's so desirable and people people just seem to think, oh, you know, I want a bit of that. Why wasn't it me? That's not fair. Um, but, you know, you do a lot of work. I've Actually, I'm going to be writing about this in an email later, but um, I was talking to, talking to someone the other day about um, Graham Hall, you know, the dog, I think it's called the dog father, the, t- the yes. guy on the TV. And then we were having a conversation and they were saying, well, you know, it, it feels a bit unfair that he's kind of on everything. And it's like, well, he's probably done quite a lot of work to get to that point. You know, I imagine now he's probably got a great big PR team and all of those things. But I'm actually going to be researching it later to see what what how he's kind of risen up to get where, get to where he is. Yeah. Um, because you do, you have to do the graph, don't you? Um, and he did. And it's really brilliant. So. While we're on the so while we're on the topic of influencers, mm-hmm. I know you helped me with my book um, when mm-hmm. I wrote it a few years ago, talking about influencers. There, you've done loads of stuff with influencers, haven't mm-hmm. you, over the years? Not just yeah. Mrs. Hinge. Like you work, yep. I know you work with loads of different people, don't you? So, can you talk a little bit about how it works and why you do it, and and the kind of processes you have in place to, um, to to get the most out of influencers? Of course. So, um, I, I think just to start, I think it's worth saying straight away, you need to value influencers for the work that they do yeah. now if you run a business and already do content then you understand the amount of time and effort that goes into creating images creating social media posts creating blogs <laughs> distributing blogs and kind of um, making sure they get seen as well mm-hmm. and then the technical aspects that go behind that and it's definitely something that is worth checking that an influencer does is the technical aspects behind it yeah. so I would say from day one I was probably a little bit haphazard about it I would have the odd approach um not really an approach I might notice that somebody's booked in um or done something and I'd be like oh right they've booked in oh that's fine I'll just keep an eye on that and I'll just see and then I'd promote it so whenever anybody appeared at our huts and it tends to be mummy bloggers in the huts in particular we we have had a dog friendly blogger um appear that we did some work with but for the start of it it was haphazard some people had booked in I would then maybe approach them again um in particular we did this with one where somebody had been in done a blog off their own back and I've gone actually your brand kind of fits ours you've got nice styling I can see that you're kind of small um so I'm not going to be asking to be paid thousands um for it but we could probably do a trade around a day and some influence and it looks good for them to be showcasing others um and vice versa so I've always gone micro and when I say Mm -hmm. micro I mean pretty small I don't care about followers but I insist on a blog or a vlog and there's definitely a couple of reasons to that um I don't care about my social media following like I know a lot yeah. of people set numbers around them and all the rest of it what I care about is the amount of bookings I have and the output yeah. of it so if I have a much stronger following and if I have a much stronger level of SEO presence then I know that I will come from the back of it so mm-hmm. for me it's definitely about evidence of blogs and blogs and making sure they know how to do things like SEO friendly titles because a lot of bloggers yeah. don't so a lot of bloggers will do a nice catchy title to get the clickbait through. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I want one that'll get found on Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some of that is in my research to start with. But what I do now is actually have an application process. So for the mm-hmm. last two years on the huts, um, I've run an application process over winter. We get a bunch of um, them in. I typically kind of go back to a couple that we've worked for before and like ask them if they want to do it again, but I'll book them into a different hut or I'll book them into a hut that specifically aligns to their brand. Like if the theme is kind of the same as them. 
um, and then we'll pick some others. And as I said, I kind of choose people based on the how frequently the posting, you know, we have one blogger that every year, even though she, she's been to our hut now for the past three years, she's still repurposing that content from three years ago. She's still retweeting it. She's still resending it out. You know, she's it's evergreen, so she's sharing it. So it's some of those little things that, for me, it's just a much better way of working with people. I don't, I don't need somebody with twenty thousand followers. I need yeah. somebody who's going to give me a really good review with lots of content in it, and that I can share and that can be linked back to my site. I, I don't want two, three hundred plus followers. You know what I mean? Extra. <laughs> That's never going to be Kabicha. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? I think, um, and it's getting found on Google, isn't it? I do uh, with my pet blog, yeah. which is really neglected, but I do do travel on there and I always do, you know, dog friendly play, yeah. dog friendly things to do in Robin Hood's Bay or dog friendly review of Almuth. Um, And they do, you know, they're on the first page of Google and like really Definitely. high up as well. Um, and I kind of cover all the things that you can do with your dog in that particular place. And they work really well. And I, you know, yeah. I really like doing them as well. So I do think I... that that works much more because people, people want to know what happens there don't they totally and I think you can match that way so you can kind of match your product or your service to the right level of blogger so you know my huts are 50 pounds a day but they're not all my huts so I take commission on some so all of my owners um I insist on two free days a year whether it be through a comp- we run an annual competition normally um and then like a blogger day because that gives us the reviews um more than anything else so we insist they do it two three days so I can kind of go well, it's 50 pounds. Yeah. Okay. A couple of hours work, you know, yeah, that kind of makes sense for a micro influencer. So I think you can really match it to your product. So think about the value of what you're giving away and what you're getting back for it. And I don't want to social media posts for 50 pounds. I'd rather <laughs> have your blog or a vlog. Definitely. Okay. So what well, my next question was going to be, um, what advice would you give to anyone who's thinking of working with um, influencers um, and, and you know, when it comes to what, what to expect and what to look for, um, you know, when they're yeah. approaching someone? I, I definitely say don't get, we kind of alluded to it, don't get carried away with the numbers. So I mentioned we'd, we have worked with a pretty big dog influencer and they're much bigger now than what they were at the time. Um and, and I'll explain some where this can go wrong. So I wasn't very, I think I think I was clear at the time. <laughs> Looking back on it, probably wasn't. So now we're much, much clearer on what we expect. So I expect a blog, a blog or a vlog. We expect um, to have uh, input into SEO titles if there's any issues and URLs. Yeah. Um, and we're, we say, to, I say to them now that um, I expect them to make amendments like alt tags, things like that, where I think if they've not done their SEO appropriately and I can't see it just because then it boosts them and actually <laughs> it's, it helps them as well. So certain things that we do and it has to be about us and I'll explain this in a minute. So the dog person we did, um, I actually gave them two huts. So two side-by-side huts. We kind of said we were looking for somebody to review two together. We bought them out for a day Um one was newly done, it was kind of next door to each other. And I deliberately wanted a dog influencer as well. So um, this particular influencer appeared very late in the day, only for a couple of hours. So actually there was no way they could write a review based on a typical day at a beach shop. Mm-hmm. Um, arrived very late, pretty much took a bunch of social media posts. Um, and to be fair, they wrote their blog, but they wrote... A, re- a, a small review of the hut and obviously how it looked 
Um, and then the rest of the blog was about the bandanas that the dogs were wearing in the photographs. Right. And another company. Now they're very lucky because that other company I have purchased from before <laughs> and yeah. I like them. And on, like on the pet business side, we'd had some conversations um, about working together as well. But I was just so, so annoyed. I saw no increase in following from them posting and they had 30 odd thousand followers at the minute and they're massive now. They do TV yeah. stuff and big brands, you know, so it. I would say don't get carried away with that, you know genuinely be very very clear about what control you have over and most bloggers will say they want full control and I'm like yep you do but on the technical aspects then I'd like to be able to feed back to you um so the wording and everything else absolutely but just simple things like SEO I expect to be able to have some input into that afterwards if I feel it's not quite right Mm -hmm. um and being clear about it being asked but generally don't get carried away like um they will approach you and they absolutely will and they'll expect stuff and they'll demand things and all the rest of it but find people that are genuinely not just trying to grow their following and that have an interest in blogging or vlogging not just trying to become big and famous okay so my next question was going to be uh what advice would you give to because I have this with um some of my clients particularly like one lady Karen she's got a luxury dog hamper brand so you can imagine how many people want to get the mitts on the luxury dog hampers bless her so what advice would you give to people who get people um you know freebie chasing and being cheeky and and you know what's the best way to say no I'd say take control of it so decide how you want to work with influencers so mm-hmm. I I'm it's really easy for me now so on huts I say I'm really sorry we've obviously got this process in place feel free to apply next year um yeah. and on the pet side I now have two ambassadors that we yeah. have on Instagram and again I now have a process they can apply and they can do it now I might choose to do something with somebody that's very rare very very rare stick to your process then tweak your process whether it's working or not so like on the 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 particular pet side we just advertised on instagram i was going to go one locally and one uk wide ended up being two fairly local dogs um have a little instagram chat with them and actually goes quite well so they get a discount code and they can share a discount code um but again it's not about that it's about them regularly posting about new products and stuff that we're doing and that i've got stuff i can stick on my social media and highlight again it's about that but if you take control then there's nothing anybody can say it's the same way somebody asking you for a charitable donation I've got a process for that as well yeah it's like you know we have a process this is what we do if you want yeah. to work with us then this is how we work at the moment excellent no that's really good because it people do feel awkward and it, especially with, with charities as well it can be really hard but at the oh, end of the day we're, we're small businesses aren't we we're not like yeah I don't know we're not pets at home or you know we're we're, we're we're just small and we need to make money don't we okay so um finally because I know you've got a busy day um I just wanted to ask you one last thing about like I know when we were talking before we we pressed the record button I was saying I just spoke to a girl who's just launching a really lovely pet brand um and she's literally you know just had a website done um so if you were talking to somebody right at the beginning of their pet business journey when it comes to getting themselves out there and being visible and getting people to know about their brand what what would your advice be to them um, that you know what can they do for free I guess or that isn't going to cost them loads of money that's really going to help boost their visibility yeah I, I think at the start it's really really hard particularly now in the pet market you know you you look at Instagram and you you can see that the small businesses starting up it looks like what they're doing is 
just getting involved in giveaways. They're just giving stock out for other dog influencer giveaways and just trying to grow their following from that. And, and I think that's a tricky game. I think you can grow your account, but mm, no, longer term, mm-hmm. that's, you know, if you're making treats, then maybe, but if you're making products and doing any services, then it's game over on that front from a profitability point of view. So try not to follow that. Try not to get pulled into the whole follow back giveaway rules all the rest of it um maybe put your numbers aside for a while and focus on building some really loyal following or stores if you know if you're thinking about trades then a really like a a small store like ours we really get behind a brand you know we've got I stock somebody who's just designed harnesses in our community um and we're the only person that stocks them you know so actually people come in because of that because they know the person that's designed them they know us they you know what I mean so Get your story straight about who you are and mm-hmm. and if it means focusing on a little time where you live for a little while, or then go after it. Like mm-hmm. make it big. Think about think about the Lily's story where she just went after independence. Yeah. And grew her business there. I doubt she had many followers or many outlets to start with. And look at how Lily's ended up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, well, look, thank you so much, Vicky. I'm going to let you go. Um, but it's been really brilliant talking to you. Um, and I think you've shared so much helpful advice. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. And where can people find out more about you and your two businesses? So normally, yeah, so the place you'll always find me is on Instagram. So personally, I am Vicky J Gunn. And then two businesses, it's Millie's Beach Huts and Millie's Pet Services. We do hang out on Facebook, but um, pretty much we spend our life on Instagram. <laughs> so me or Sophie or somebody on the team is always around on Instagram. Um, okay. But yeah, it's been lovely speaking to you again, Rachel. Thank you so much. Fabulous. Okay, take care. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.